Hey everyone, welcome to Squared Circle Unfiltered, our second episode with Sinfritz. What's up, man? What is up? We have a lot to talk about today. A lot of stuff from the last week in pro wrestling. Some sad news, too, unfortunately. Ending the year with the passing of Jimmy Rave. Yeah, unfortunate news for anybody who's been a longtime fan of just this sport. Um, Jimmy Rave was known for his time in Ring of Honor as part of the Embassy. He also was part of the Rock and Raven affection in TNA with uh, Lance Hoyt, who went by Lance Rock as his gimmick, and Christy Hemi. And of course, back in Ring of Honor as part of Scum. Uh, a lot. He was not doing well since, I guess you could say, 2019, 2020. Uh, his, I guess you could say his demons caught up to him. He had uh, drug issues, and it led to him suffering from MRSA. He lost an arm. He had to get it amputated. And then, unfortunately, as the years time went on, he had to get both his legs amputated as well. That was his, literally like a month ago. Yeah. And... It has come to my, our news that he has passed away uh, not too long ago now. I would say yesterday, maybe. Oh, news broke yesterday. I'm not sure when he passed, but the news broke yesterday. Yeah. Um, Sad, man. I mean, like you said, he worked in Ring of Honor. He was known and worked. He actually even worked uh, Sunday Night Heat. Or not Sunday. Was it Sunday Night Heat? He worked at WWE. Yeah. He worked, he, in 2005, he wrestled for WWE on Sunday Night Heat. Um. I had a feeling something was up with Jimmy because a lot of people don't know this. Uh, he was going around DMing fans who had their DMs open in case anybody needed to talk or anything like that. He even DM'd me asking for help to get some money so he can get wow a prosthetic for his missing arm. And I, I don't, and that's I don't think that's a bad thing. Like it, it's not because he honestly needed the help he really did because while his those demons took control of him he fought it he wasn't on drugs at that point anymore because of what it cost him and unfortunately those medical bills kept piling up because of countless amputations we have a um, yeah, there's a question here that I like in the comments already on the twitch it says why do you guys think there's such a huge drug and alcohol issue in sports entertainment and wrestling um, the the thing I can think about that is it, it's just, these guys are on the road so much, it's not as much as WWE, but everybody is always looking for a way to deal with the pain yes. or feel that same high as getting that crowd reaction. There's yeah. Jake, uh, the, the, yeah, they're the adrenaline and the high that they're getting. Like Jake is notorious. Jake Roberts about after matches, after that natural high of, of performing and getting that adrenaline dump and everything and that when you go to your hotel room, you just can't sleep. You're just so full of adrenaline and excitement from what just happened. And, and a lot of it, them were taking pills for pain, obviously, or whatever. Yeah, and getting and, that reaction itself. It, it's, I think Austin put it best. That is the most addictive drug in the world. Just, mm -hmm. and once you're able to, that's why a lot of wrestlers have a hard time letting it go. Yeah. Not retiring. And when they can't go anymore, they turn to drugs or something else. Yeah. So, I mean, look at a lot of the people who passed away in the 90s and 2000s. A lot of it had to do with 
getting addicted to drugs and it fucking up their health or a lot of them ended up dying, ODing, you know, quite a, and maybe not as, you know, Eddie wasn't something like that. And a lot of the big ones weren't, but a lot of people who weren't super big died from that time frame that were late eighties, nineties from drug issues. Yeah. And, and unfortunately, Jimmy Raves stemmed from past drug abuse. Yeah. And but I, it, it was infections in the long run. But if it, if it, the drug use didn't happen, who knows? You know, yeah, it, because, it, because I think yeah. because of the type of drugs he was using, because if it cost him his arm, it had to be like, fortunately, like needles and stuff like that. And MRSA in general, that type of infection is just super, super dangerous and deadly. I had an, a cousin literally pass away in 2020. He had diabetes. Um, I don't know how serious it was. I mean, obviously it was serious, but he had some toes amputated. And after that, he got MRSA after the surgeries. And uh, and it took him, took his life. MRSA's infections are like that is very dangerous. So, yeah. And the passing of Jimmy sent, shockwaves through the industry because no one had a bad thing to say about him like yeah. none mike from mikey whipwreck joe gacy uh, so many people. joe's broke my heart he said that they were scheduled to work together in 2020 and then he pulled because of his arm so that yeah. sucks jimmy is gonna be missed by so many people and oh yeah i'm gonna just read basically what uh eddie kingston posted on twitter about it i think that's the best thing that i can possibly say here to close the segment he said and i quote i hope you find peace jimmy i know it was hard my man you are a great dude to me always and hugged me so hard last time i saw you a mind for the sport that very few had rest in peace jimmy damn that's it sucks man it sucks when someone's so beloved even if it's not a well-known person just they lose their lives. And he was only 30, what, 9, 38? He was not old. 39. 39. Yeah. He just celebrated his 39th birthday when he before he passed. Dude, that's 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 around our age. Yeah. Like that's terrifying. Yeah. So um there is a GoFundMe set up that was set up by his daughter to help pay for funeral expenses and a memorial. Can you drop that in Discord put that in my chat? I can do that. Give me a second, I will bring it up. But yes, it's it sucks, guys. But don't dwell on the negativity of it. Just remember the good celebrate time. his life. Celebrate it. Yes. It's the best thing you can do. Yeah, that's sucks, man. Um, I'll get that link here in my chat and Sin will probably drop it in his chat for the um GoFundMe. It'll also be in the description for this podcast on YouTube as well as Apple Music and Spotify. If you guys want to help out the Jimmy Raves family for his memorial and expenses for everything involved with that that'll be there for you guys to hop out if you can if you don't don't worry about it just send your love and best wishes to the family uh of jimmy rave so yes yeah, send it send to you on as a dm awesome i'll put that in my twitch chat right now if you guys want to save it bookmark it for later help out the family guys if you can um so let's move on to uh let's updates on jeff hardy so a lot of more stuff has come out after sean ross Sapp tweeted out about Jeff Hardy uh, getting released. Uh, a lot of people, I'm just going to say this, a lot of people are like, WWE didn't announce that he's fired. I don't believe this. I mean, WWE hasn't announced all the NXT releases either. I mean, the last one I remember them doing this year was was Fiend, Braun, Bray. I don't remember them doing anything after that for people that they cut. Um, 
for the rest of the year. So, I mean, that does that mean all those people didn't get released? I mean, a lot of them are showing up in different places, so but they it, it, weren't announced exactly. released. My exactly. my point being here is WWE doesn't need to announce it to make it true. Yeah. But at the same time, it doesn't mean what everything else is telling you. So I was a big person, you guys know, and I just want to get this out of the way that I was like, oh, I believe Jeff is having his issues. This is upsetting, triggered some of my emotions. And I, I'll say I overreacted. I really did. I really did. It, might, it triggered my emotions. And I apologize for accusing Jeff because we don't know. I don't know. I don't. But just my natural instinct of me being a past addict triggered my emotions and I reacted poorly to it. So I want to just get that out of the way that I, I overreacted, definitely. And my apologies to the way I, I worded things. And my apologies for assuming that he's back on drugs and alcohol. So yeah, I shouldn't have done that. Um, I think one of my good friends put it best because apparently another podcaster was out there calling for basically Jeff's head on this whole entire situation. Um, I feel like I didn't go that far, but I felt like you I didn't too far off. You <laughs> did. You did not go that far, but this guy totally did. He, um, my buddy Sledge put it best. You don't know what is going on with him, so to yeah. do any of that is wrong. And to even try to do this, it says something about you. Yeah. So the best thing I would say about it, personally, I like. I'm not even gonna look into it. I may speculate. But I don't know because yeah. it's all we can do. It just with and it's it, I feel like it's not hard to understand why I maybe thought that, but I did go a little overboard on the accusation. So um I do apologize for that. And I and you know, that was wrong of me. You know, there's no other thing for me to say about that besides that. But it's just as a former addict, it's upsetting to see someone as loved and as great as a wrestler or someone who used to be as great he's he's older so he can't do everything but he still can go you know yeah. maybe not to where i like to see him but he can fucking go and it I... just sucked with the video footage and then then he got fired it, it's hard for me to believe that that he could get fired and not something being wrong because that sounds like an un, a ground for a lawsuit like that he could sue to be like hey they were so wrong and they but yet they fired me for it like i feel like that's just a big lawsuit it, it it could be. I mean, I like I told you before. It, this kind of reminds me of the whole entire David Schultz situation with uh, WWE back in the day. Um, for those who don't know, if you haven't seen Dark Side of the Ring, David Schultz was a wrestler that was brought in by WWE to work with them in the '80s. And at one point, they were doing like backstage interviews with like this TV station. I think it was CBS or ABC back in the day, and. He was asking questions he shouldn't have to these wrestlers, and Vince told him to put him in this place, and David basically slapped the living taste out of his mouth. And as soon as he did that, Vince was like 100% done with the guy. He didn't want to use him anymore, and basically released him. Yeah, so... It, I don't know. It's it's an odd situation, because we have the quote I'm going to talk about again. We talked about earlier before we were having the internet issues. Um... This was said on Matt Hardy's Twitch stream yesterday via Matt. Uh, and uh, John Alba tweeted this out. So I'm just reading John Alba's tweets on what Matt was saying. Uh, so Matt said Jeff Hardy is doing well. This was yesterday, the 13th of December, 2021. And so Matt's doing well, and there is no reason to be concerned. Says he's not worried about any issues for Jeff right now. Adds WWE helped him in 2019 with rehab. If you guys don't know, Jeff did have two DUIs in 2019, and WWE paid for rehab then. Yeah. Says Jeff is the best version of himself that he's ever seen right now. 
Matt says Jeff will eventually tell the story and he's ready to con ready to when he's ready to. I'm sorry. Confirms that confirms Sean Ross Sapp's report that Jeff did tell the WWE that he did not need to go to rehab and Matt doesn't feel Jeff needs to either. He believes Jeff is in a great place right now, which is good to hear. Matt says his biggest concern is that Jeff is happy and healthy. And Matt says he is both says that we will see what the future holds. So it's the same thing. Matt's not wanting to say what, what, like what, whatever happened. It's he's letting Jeff wait and tell his side of it, but it because it, it's the right thing to do because it's really not Matt's story to tell. It's he, just, he, and, he and the fact that like Rebby and Matt aren't like, cause Rebby is a very reactionary person. And she's not like jumping on people right now. I don't know. It just, there's something missing to the story that led to this. And that, something cause I feel like Rebby otherwise would be going off on everything right now. Usually, but she, I don't know. It feels like she has calmed down as of late on a lot of things. I mean, she's like five kids now, four kids. <laughs> I, I, I think becoming a mother has basically realized to her, at least like, I should not be acting like this around my, around my kids. It's not a bad look. Well, not a good look. But the confirmation from Matt himself that WWE want asked him to go to rehab is interesting. So they obviously thought something was going on, and there's also the rumor that Jeff apparently took a drug test backstage later that night. Um, and if he volunteered to do that, it sounds like a great thing. So um, I don't know if we'll ever hear what the story of that drug test, if it ever happened, what if the results were. I don't know if we will. I will. I it's believe interesting. we will. We might. We might. I don't know. It's just... I don't know. It, there's. I feel like I just personally it, feel like something's missing. I don't think it's injury related either. Anything's possible. That's all I can say. But that's basically all we know, guys. So, uh, just my thoughts are: I don't know what it is anymore. I'm just retract me being a jerk about it from last <laughs> week. So, <laughs> uh, another scary incident that we're about to talk about now is on an indie show from an indie wrestler named Hannibal. Uh, he also goes by another name. I don't remember that off the top of my head, but blood, he, uh, I think, I think like you that. might know more about the story, at least detail wise than I do. So, um, as far as I can understand, for those who don't know, blood hunter blood Hannibal. Hunter, yeah. Yeah. It is notorious at this point. Um, originally before even this happened, he actually sued Abdul the butcher and wwe because abdullah gave him hepatitis apparently and so why did he see wwe because he was gonna have a tryout and because wwe found out about that they released him from well good stuff. they don't i mean it made sense well yeah. maybe maybe not i guess i guess depending if the guy was gonna work bloody matches but i mean in general it's still not a health concern yeah it's so that's interesting concern. i didn't know all about that though yeah um this situation though yeah it, it it really should not have happened. Um, so there's a it was a after the match too. It was after the yes, match had after the, the match, after a match that Hannibal here had with Carlito, he basically as Carlito I, Caribbean cool. Yes. Oh shit! That was the so he faced Carlito and then he did this after that match. Yep. Oh my god! I didn't even know that. So a lot of the re according to one of the referees that was that was there, Hannibal did not look right. As Elise, he did not look to be there mentally. So I don't know what happened fully, uh, but apparently after the match, he attacked the referee with a spike and stabbed him in the in the head multiple so times. So I have a screenshot of it that I'm going to show really quick. Of uh, it's not the video. I don't want to show the video. It's pretty graphic. Yeah. Um, because I've seen it. <laughs> 
but I uh, I have this here of it. Maybe. There we go. And as you can see, I can't zoom in right now, but as you can see, this is Hannibal in the mask. And yep. got the ice pick. Now, Hannibal actually released some statements about this incident because apparently this led to him actually cutting an artery in this guy's head. Yes, it actually did. And the uh, statement that Hannibal put out then, it's been removed. Okay. So I, I had saw the statement about it, but and then also the referee I saw because the picture, I could show the picture. Yeah. Apparently it was, it started out going fine, like everything was normal, but then what was supposed to be a work became a shoot. Yeah. Let me see if I can find the picture because that article didn't include it. Yeah. And, um, I've oh seen people God. out. I've seen people out on Twitter commenting, saying, "Oh no, no, no! It was a full. It was a full work. You're a mark. You don't know what's, what he's talking about." And they're saying this to guys who work in the business. Right. I hate that so much. And I'm sitting there going, "Like, you don't work in the business. Stop saying that." All right. So a little bit graphic content here. It's a photo of the aftermath of him with staples and stitches. So you don't want to see it. I'm about to show it really quick. But yeah. if, you're on, if you're on the the audio version, if you want to look this up, just Google. Um, He's on he's on Twitter. It's at Al Kakui FEO. I don't know how to say that all together. But uh anyways, here it is on the video version. Oof. Yeah. He has my sympathy because this shouldn't have happened at all. So he lost a lot of blood. He's fine. He has to have some type of surgery though, apparently. Yeah, to he, fix he some had, of the damages. He actually had to get surgery done to fix the artery that was cut in his head. Oh my god. So yeah, so this Hannibal guy. He, I guess, so I guess that her statement's been deleted or wherever it was yeah. posted. I know he has like a YouTube channel because it was linked into the Reddit that I first yeah. read the article. People were like, basically, it was kind of a witch hunt, which I was like, come on, don't witch hunt. But uh, yeah, so I don't know. I think this, I don't know if this guy's filed any charges, but this is an assault and he needs to file some type of police charges at this point. And I hope yeah. he does. He and I hope so too. But the one thing that saddens me is that Kevin Sullivan was there and he basically told one of the one of the referees there to like oh don't don't let the cops get in here kfab them kfab them and i'm sitting Dang. there going i'm like kevin what the hell why why he doesn't is he like butt buddies with him i mean no i I, 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 I don't know buddies, but... i i know a lot of all the old timers like to, to protect the business but at this point it's like from what we have so kfab is essentially dead when it comes to social media social media you can't it's and let's and just and you, and as a and, side and, note, it's like with you, bully and his comments about there's no real heels anymore. And you can't in today's day and age. It's just not really as possible as it once was. Exactly. And you can't really kayfabe someone on social media either because look at especially Marty, in an incident like this. I don't understand yeah, what I Sullivan mean, was thinking. Look what Marty Janetti even was putting out like I think like a year, maybe two years ago. About and he was having a lot of alcohol issues. He was very adamant about yeah, at the time. And, I hope he's clean now. I don't know. But yeah, and he was trying to tell a story, but people believed in it too much and they're like, we need to call the cops. And it's like you can't keep do kayfabe these days. You just can't. Yeah. So hopefully I'm hoping he files charges. I don't know if he will, but hopeful. Um, here's another thing that I know you are going to love to talk about because you saw more of it of me. ROH Final Battle. <laughs> so if you guys don't know, this, as of far as we know and what ROH statements have put out, this is their last show until April of 2022. Yeah, they even put that out at the end of their pay-per-view. 
a lot of people are still skeptical. And it, there's rumors that people backstage were just saying straight up goodbyes. So, I mean, it, not everyone's going to get used probably by ROH again because the, the rumors are going to become once again a super indie where they're just bringing in all the top talent they can and up and coming talent that they can to work which, the shows. Which is honestly a better idea because that's what GCW is doing and look how successful they've been. Yeah, and GCW's actually done really good at establishing their own stars too. So, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of people that are on, almost wrestling every show for them. Exactly. Um. So, but what did you think of the event? So, this is our way final battle, especially with our buddy Sledge on the pre-show. Uh, <laughs> oh man. Um. Overall total for that pay-per-view, I would I would grade it like a B, like a solid. Yeah, like and, a solid B. Yeah. Almost, almost probably a B plus at, at the highest. There were still some issues because there were some matches, the opening of the first hour, where it was like a little sloppy here and there in, in like the first two matches. But then you got into that that 10-man tag, which was fun. And uh, heaven forbid, I, I, I'm going to talk about him because he's our buddy. He, he, he deserves a spotlight for this. He does, because um, it, it, was, it was scary. It, but it, it was, was amazing at the same time. It was time. amazing, yeah. For, for, those who, for those who don't know, uh, Sledge himself is, is a big dude. He really is. He's 6'5", six, 6'5", six, six, 240, 250, something like that. And he does this Isai moonsault from the top turnbuckle. To the outside. To the outside on the floor. And basically, as he put it, that was my bucket button. <laughs> Activated. Yeah. And he's like, eh, fuck. I'm when you have this. Sean Ross Sapp tweeting, is Sledge okay? You know something scary happened. Yeah. Uh, it looked like Sledge was about to spike himself on the floor. But as yes. he collided with everyone that was on there to catch him, he re-rotated and landed. But it looked, still looked like he ate floor oh, yeah. for a second. <laughs> it, it looked like he could have landed on his neck and his head. Yeah. He, he was okay. He was good. But, the, but after that, the main show began. And oh my god it, it was it was perfect it it really was watching it was so good and, and they established for the champions a lot of champions seem and we'll talk about those here shortly but there are a lot of belts there's stories going on still yeah they are still doing stories and we not just had championships change some retained we even had debuts which yes, so shocked. we actually had someone in the comments actually ask about one of them, and it's one of my good friends, Crazy Michael. I'm just trying to find the comment. He says, "Do you think Adam Sure gets signed by ROH?" So, if the rumors are true of him going back to a super indie, they are not. There's no one's going to be signed, even their champions. No one's going to be under any ROH deals. They're just going to be brought in per deal, per event, per deal. Just come in, work the show, and then hey, if you're a champion, of course, they're probably going to be bringing them back, but they're not going to be under any contract. Exactly. Um, going match by match, some of the shockers that happened, like Deanna Perrazzo showing up. That on. was my favorite. <sighs> the other one, the, the tag one was, but that I'm a mark for Deanna. Like she was so underused in WWE NXT. So, I don't even know how they didn't really use her in NXT. Um, they, they probably looked at her and said, eh, we already have one on TV. The Deanna's, and then she immediately went to Impact and just like I know people don't watch TNA Impact. It's it's it, I think I don't watch it live on my Twitch like I used but, to, especially because they moved it off the Twitch. But for her I still watch in, though, it. It's still a good show. Yeah, but for her to come in and basically say that, hey, I'm defending this belt soon. Reina de Arena's champion. Yep, and that's the that's the NWA, I believe. No, it's uh, AAA. 
Triple A, yeah, that's it. And after that, she's like, and that, after that, I'm facing Mickey James, and I'm taking back my Impact Women's Championship. Yeah, she faces Mickey out hard to kill in January. Mm -hmm. And then she just looked at Roxy, who just defended against Willow, who, by the way, both of those Oh, my God. I thought Willow was going to win. They killed I, That crowd was so behind Willow, too. They booed Roxy winning. <laughs> I, I, not I, not I, maybe I all of them, but there was a loud boo. There was, but I, I have so much respect for both these women. They actually killed it. That oh, it was such they, a good... That did. was when I tuned in. So it was right when that match was, like, yeah. halfway in. Because it was and, on fire when I started watching it. And she basically said, I want to face you for the Ring of Honor Women's Champion. She says, you have something that's that belongs to me. Yeah. And I'm just like, okay. So what, what my theory was for what's going on for now until they come back, ROH Championships are going to be defended at other promotions, and we'll see it across. And we got more web. confirmation of that later, too. Exactly. But I'm excited to see. You. Like, I, I don't know. I, I'm assuming because she made it sound like she was going to. Because you said winner takes all. So I think this is yeah. happening after the Impact match and everything. So I don't know. It's obviously probably going to happen on Impact because Deanna. But she shows up everywhere. But I'm, I'm assuming it's going to be on Impact. Whatever um, happens. Uh, after that, we've had that six-man tag that happened. And just seeing what happened after the match having ec3 get in the mic and telling everybody like corporate wrestling has failed you and he's kind of right in a sense that corporate wrestling has failed because in a sense wwe has failed him it's failed a lot of people what's happening with ring of honor that kind of failed a lot of people and it's owned and, by sinclair which is a huge company like a huge yeah. like they they and big. and like ec3 said Plenty of times before control your narrative yes i have a sticker from i got it i got it at uh death before dishonor but uh and it, he was talking to i think it was uh i forgot what his name is uh Ellis, no lsg the uh, yeah i can't remember his name eli is awesome yeah eli isom thank you i can't remember his name either <laughs> yeah and uh, he was talking to him and a few other and another another guy and basically saying if you guys want to join me, you got to go through pain. And lo and behold. Well, and then at first, though, we had West, the former Wesley Blake. Yeah. And I, I don't, I, 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 my, and this is going to come off, but I don't remember the other guys that was to the left of him. But don't my apologies. Worry, don't, I don't feel bad because I don't remember him either. But because it but wasn't yeah, so, who, I, uh, who I thought. But then he's sitting there. He looks at everybody. They have to control your narrative shirts. Yeah. And basically, as soon as he's like, yeah, I got to teach you pain. And then he just says, release the Titan. And was, and we all knew. I mean, if you're following Braun since he left, that's his new nickname. Yeah, Adam Sure the Titan. Yeah, and, so lights went out. He and, came out after the lights came back on. It was, I was very shocked to see him, especially someone uh, who's asking that much money. He must have lowered his price. <laughs> Either that or EC3 I mean, he declined that he had a high number in general when that first came yeah. out. But yeah, and I'm joking. <laughs> I think EC3 is the one who convinced him to come up to. Uh, oh yeah, because they're part friends. of this. They they were yeah. them. You, there was always posting each other's photos. Like that when he was on the main roster, they Braun, are EC3 and Drake were always or yeah. Spud were always taking photos together. Those three are literally like brothers together. That's the closest they have. They're like actual blood brothers. So this is like a faction that we're getting with Control Your Narrative. Yep. So and... you know, I'll be honest. I watched. I didn't see the first Control Your Narrative, but I saw the second one with Braun. And it was Drake good and all that. I didn't like it. I, I felt all over the bit, fucking place. But for the, the right reasons. I, I liked it for the right reasons. But that's that. 
I only care for the match. It, 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 it's funny though. It's not like a wrestling event. So if you haven't watched it, it's actually like a big story. Yeah, that's but why I like it because remember it just wrestling felt all over the place. It didn't feel cohesive. It, that it says its problem, it, but it still worked. It still got its point. Yeah, well, I knew what the point was. I just didn't like the way they told it. But yeah. it, it's not. It, you know what? And that doesn't matter what my opinion is. It really doesn't. But yeah. that's just what I thought of it. I'm. But then I'm curious after, to see how this faction turns out and where they like, show up next. Same. And then after that, we got the tag team titles. So the, I loved what. I love I the loved, match. Yeah, I love what they said, though, too, is that they literally did a coin flip because they didn't know which one they wanted to main event between the world title <laughs> match and the tag title match. I, I know, and I was sitting there going, that makes sense. Have them. I was like, you better have the main belt. I think they might have just said that just to say it, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't yeah. doubt they really did that. <laughs> but uh, having the Briscoes go against OGK, or I, as I like to say, the Kingdom, because that's who they really are. That is the original. Well, and then they had Maria, too. So, yep. I mean, yeah. And then... The and then out of nowhere, they actually played the original Kingdom music, which made yeah. me pop. I yeah. pop for that. They did a lot and of originals. Another thing that we'll talk about in the main event. Yeah. And mother of God, the one spot that still sticks out to me was that Tope Suicida into a Doomsday device. That was nuts. And all I could think was, did Matt Taven finally said enough of people crapping on him and decided, I'm going full gear? A lot of people crap on Matt Taven, yeah. Because that's what it felt like. He said, I'm just going to show what I'm capable of because this is our probably our last show ever. I'm going to go out balls of the wall. And I think that's what he did. And don't blame him. I mean, it's the final ROH, as yeah. we know it, at least. So I don't blame him. Yeah. I mean, Sledge went all out. Sledge, they both hit their fucking button. <laughs> oh, but yeah, no, but, it was a great match. It was a great match. Yeah. For the titles. And, and, you, and it had to end with the Briscoes winning. It had yeah. to end with the Briscoes winning it, before it, this era. Because when you think of tag team wrestling in ROH up to this point, the first thing that comes to your mind is the Briscoes. That's and literally what happened. a lot of people in recent years, especially with the former Revival FTR, you know, being in AW, that Forbidden Door opening in 2020, they everyone's up, been wanting to see it and lights and went out and everyone a lot of people's dream matches came true match yep. hasn't obviously happened yet but we're gonna get it oh. ftr appeared on the apron staring down them boys yeah crowd they, lost their shit people they, they started, started brawling. brawling went um, all over where they even yeah. it got heated it got really heated they all got into it because even dash no yeah dax dax actually push a cameraman i was sitting there yeah. going oh shit they had like it. roster come out and separate them basically yeah that was very well done i loved it i was like okay is this so, gonna be happening on aew or is this gonna be happening a, or is it gonna be or gcw yeah because i want to see what the briscoes are right now dual tag team champions gcw tag champs and once again roh tag champs exactly they're double tr is triple a tag champions so this is interesting I'm Fair. I'm I'm excited for it. It's gonna be a great match wherever it happens. I'm assuming it's gonna take place in AEW. That's the biggest stage, and that's where a uh, FTR are signed to. I don't see why they wouldn't want to bring in the Briscoes for this, especially because that's the biggest yeah. thing you could do with them right now. Um, then we got basically a little bit of flashback looking at the history of the Ring of Honor Championship. And early or that night, it was announced that since Bandito wasn't there due to COVID. I wish him a speedy recovery on that. Get, getting COVID just sucks. Um, he was not there to defend his belt. So they announced that his replacement, Jay Lethal, and his opponent, uh, Jonathan Gresham, will be competing for the original Ring of Honor. Heavyweight I didn't Champion. know it was for the belt until I saw it in the ref's hands, and I was like, oh, shit. When I didn't know that either because I missed that part of the show because I didn't 
really get a chance to watch the first hour until after the pay-per-view was done. I had tweeted out before they were in the ring with the title and all that, like before the match started, I was like, so is Bandito stripped? Like, cause I, I, I don't, I didn't know from how it sounds. He's not stripped and I'll bring up my copy of this. So this, this is the current modern this design. Is, yeah. This is the current modern design. And the one you've seen on the pay-per-view was the actual original design of the belt, which was, was amazing. I, I still love how that belt looks. I mean, this is still nice to look at and everything, but it there's is. something I love. I like their, I like their modern logo. Yeah. It's the, I like the modern logo. I like the relief style, but to me, it's a little too big. It really is. But, but uh, yeah, so it was for that original title. So obviously, I feel like maybe in the future, if they do come back in April, like they're planning on, yeah, we'll probably see Bandito versus Gresham. Well, Which, if Gresham still has that original title, I'm assuming he's gonna. Yeah, I mean, he's got that Terminator show in Atlanta. The that's 16th, that's his own show. That's and he's John's wrestling on the first show. So, yep. And so is Bandito. So for all we know, oh, yeah, those two could be competing for set. Yes, he's gonna be in Atlanta that day. Me. I was actually talking to Pooh Bear about uh, if we were going to stay. Because we're actually, me and him are probably going to share a room so we don't have to. Yeah, that, that's <laughs> not a bad idea. So, uh, but yeah, no, I, I had hit him up yesterday or last week. And I was like, hey, are you staying for the Terminator show? And he was like, what, what, when's that? And I was like, the next night. And he was like, and I sent him the link. And he was like, oh, yeah, I heard about it. He's like, might as well. I mean, we're fucking already here. Yeah, might as well. Zicky has, the well, reason I'm going to Atlanta for that show said he's going to be there as well, like to yep. attend. But uh, back to the to that to that match between Jay and Gresham. They they did a fantastic job. Gresham working over Jay's arm the whole entire match. Jay trying to hit that, God, that lethal injection, but he really can't because that arm has been damaged and he needs that arm for the placement to springboard back. Yeah, definitely. It was it was, it was great storytelling and classic Ring of Honor match. It was a classic and. Just having then near the end, just the whole yeah, the roster empty out. I love that shit. And everyone's just banging on the mat, cheering them on. And I'm you're watching this, and all I can think is, this is something special. It it was really was. We even saw his wife Jordan Grace and uh, um, uh, Baron Black. Yep, as well. And and then you finally see the count: the one, the two, the three. Gresham wins. He becomes Ring of Honor. And just to see him with the original Champion. title was so awesome. It, it honestly felt like he should have been a part of that era. And him and Jay him. embraced. A lot of the matches ended with everyone embracing. Exactly. Um, because it, it, I think one man said it best, and that was Sledge. It, it, the Ring of Honor roster's family. Yeah, it's, the only one that kept up on his character was EC3, really. Yeah. Because <laughs> even, oh, and one thing that we didn't bring up was throughout the show, they had video messages from Punk and the Bucks and Adam yes, Page. From Daniel, from Ryan Danielson Ryan as Danielson, well. from um, Jimmy Jacobs. Yeah. There's so, and then uh, what sucked is that we didn't get, we didn't get Seth Rollins. We didn't get Steen. We didn't get Claudio. We didn't get, uh, you know, Sammy. I, we didn't even get Chris Hero, but then again, I'm saying. And he was going. there. Yeah. The photo was Sledge that posted Chris's dead yep. center. I'm like, why the fuck was he not on camera when he was there? He's a producer. For the last episode. It was a producer. Oh my god, Chris. Fucking get over it. Just it's the last ROH as we knew it. Get out there. God damn it. We needed you. We wanted to see you, not do a photo afterwards. <laughs> damn it. I know why. I know why he wanted to, but he didn't My wanna... selfishness wanted him on TV. <laughs> I mean, I, I can't lie. I'm a big Chris Hero fan. I always love Chris's work. His stuff reminds me so much of Masawa and Johnny Saint and all these other great wrestlers. 
But I think Archer, he, yeah, we didn't get Joe yeah. either, saying. Yeah, and and just I think he just realized like this is their time right now. My time is back here at the moment. I totally understand. Just like I said, my selfishness wants him there. Same here. <laughs> like at it, least it come out good. during the main event too. Come on. Yeah, it, it, it was it was, but in the end, it was a great pay per view. There was a they cut away fat too fast because they wanted to get it done by eleven. Yeah, but they there was, they, there they, was actually, they the rumor is that Jay and and uh, Jonathan actually got cut down on time. Yeah, which is sad to think about. Yeah, but uh, Jonathan did have a speech at the end. It. It's up on Ring of Honor's YouTube channel or or Rick Abani's, uh YouTube channel. I forget which one, but it was a passionate promo. And he says he's going to carry that Ring of Honor brand wherever he goes. He's going to make sure pure wrestling stays alive and especially in Terminus. Yeah, I'm not 100 percent sure. I can always say it's name wrong, but Terminus. There you go. I'm not 100 percent sure if I'm staying because I was already looking at flights because I haven't got my flight yet, but. It sucks. The flights like would the Monday if I would come back that Monday after the Terminia show or however you say it, I would fucking be traveling all day. There's like nothing that'll be as quick as me traveling there. It sucks. <laughs> I'd be traveling for like nine hours. Uh, I'm like, uh, oh, is that worth that? <laughs> but we still don't know if it's been announced that it's gonna be on flight TV or anything like that. So we would. I know, but I've even already hit up Pooh Bear about it. So kind of like it. That, it'll take you all day. Well, but and they, then they like other this. people, other Twitch streamers, like uh, Big Willie Isms. He just bought his tickets. I think he because yep. he's in the area, so he's like, attending. Yep. Um, Hill Kevin's gonna be part of the show. I think I don't know if he's just attending or being. But I know he's been talking to Ziggy. So a lot of I, and then uh, Queen of the Ring and Kayla are gonna be there. And yep. we're already they had a Twitter thread where they're like, oh yeah, we're all gonna hang out. I I wish yeah. I could. I wish I could join you guys on that, but I am nowhere near that area. Yeah, I know there's something that's coming up on my birthday. I wouldn't mind being a part of, and that's AEW's Revolution pay per view. But that's another story for another time. But yeah, so it's going to be interesting that weekend. I I hope Gresham defends the title. To be honest, against Bandito and like it's a unification, that'd be so amazing. Um, but yeah, so that was final battle. I hope they come back, man. I, I really there's a lot of skepticism amongst the fans if it'll happen. With, there is just because Sinclair is going through like a lot of other stuff that don't involve ROH, but uh, never know. Uh, all right, so let's talk about uh, Gargano and O'Reilly. So we're on the street, and we pretty much know this for sure that they are free agents. Pretty so, much at this point. Tuesday's NXT last week, uh, not tonight's obviously. Uh, we saw Kyle O'Reilly lose to Wagner in a steel cage, and then he also got written off by getting attacked. His head smashed in the steel cage afterwards. Um, and then Gargano, they literally just gave him a goodbye speech at the end of the show and him saying he didn't know what was next, but he's just going to take some time to be a dad and just take some time to himself. And he's actually streaming on Twitch tonight. He's yep. already made a Twitch. He's back on pro wrestling tees with his own merch. Um, and... O'Reilly, the same story. He's out. His contract ended the same night, apparently. Um, and he's also out, but no pro wrestling tees from him or anything else yet, but he's a free yeah. agent as well. Uh, whatever their plans are, uh, if Kyle is signing with, you know, AEW, like I like I told everyone before, uh, Tony Khan likes to keep his cards close to his chest when it comes to signings and debuts because he doesn't want to spoil that. Stuff. The only thing that spoiled, like we knew, but Bobby Fish was working uh, like a dark or whatever it was, or no, he was working the TNT title match. That was his first match, yep. but uh, we we knew about it. But the thing that gave it away is they they had his new merch with the AEW logo and the the bottom of his merch in his photo yeah and then someone unnoticed it on social media and was like hey wait that's the aw logo on his merch that's for sale or that's not for sale yet like that he's wearing though 
Yeah. And then they were, they fixed it with it missing. <laughs> and then, yeah. So it pretty much, we knew at that point, but yeah. Uh, he, yeah. He, no, you're right. He keeps them very close unless something like that happens. Yeah. But as far as Gargano is concerned, it's on, un, it's unsure. Like personally, I would love to see Gargano work everywhere, including GCW. Would I like to see him in AEW? Of Dude, course. what if they end it? What if, what if all of a sudden PWG announces the seventh entry into the Battle of Los Angeles? Oh, Johnny man. Gargano. That... People will lose their shit, dude. You mean they haven't already? <laughs> I mean, but they, damn, like, because they're announcing it all, like, currently, like, they like, once daily, they've been announcing names and they have been. And uh, we'll get to those later before we close up today's show. But I don't know. I, and I'm still, I don't know 100% for sure, but I'm pretty sure that that uh i don't know man i just don't think gargano's going back i, a- I don't anything can happen I mean, especially with starting the twitch when i mean nxt adam cole was allowed to have his twitch yep and, but and, i feel like now i'm trying to think if anyone in NXT right now is still doing twitch i don't think so no uh, i think cole was basically the last one he was like was- grandfathered in yeah the only other person that would do twitch right now is on the main roster for WWE, well, two people. Because I don't think... No way. I mean, maybe unless One, they two, give exception to Johnny, but if he three, were to go back... Three people on, in WWE still do... Well, want to go back to Twitch and do things, but... Well, Austin kind of does, but it's not through him. It's usually through G4. Well, Austin unless does he's under. His, well, on he YouTube. Does, he doesn't have his own Twitch channel. He does. He would stream streamed on it in a long time. Because WWE... He, I think he showed up on... Uh, on breezes not too long ago to be yep. honest he can show up in other people's but he just can't do it himself which i'm just looking at like that's stupid yeah aj doesn't anymore yeah aj's another a- one aj's another and the other one is uh claudio cesaro yeah i don't know but i just i know it doesn't mean it for sure but i think because he has his twitch and the fact that he's already partnered on twitch and he's wanting to do youtube and his pro wrestling t-store is already up it's like yeah. with four new designs and it's like I don't know. I don't think I don't think he's coming back to WWE unless they make some major exceptions. Exactly. I mean, Paige is the only one that's under contract that I could think of on the main roster side, technically, but she can't wrestle. So there's, that's why she's accepted at this point. Yeah. But I don't know. I, I could see O'Reilly going to AEW. We saw at C2E2, Adam Cole got asked during the fan Q&A about it. Adam Cole says he doesn't know where O'Reilly's going, obviously, but he'd love to work with him again. So He would. And God... Even the guys were asked about, do they want to face Jar- Gargano, who wants to be the first one? And Cole wants to work with him again because, he, let's face it, Johnny's probably one of the easiest guys you can work with in the ring in yep, modern probably. wrestling. I don't really know for sure, but I wouldn't doubt it. Like, just just another one of those guys that's so loved. Just exactly. don't hear a bad thing about. Exactly. But, uh, yeah, so those are basically the updates on those two, but they are both free agents. Another one that actually that's... Apparently, a free agent is also Kyrie Sane, and she was like an ambassador yes. role. She was she wanted to move back to, to Japan to be with her family. Once yep. the and, and on top of that, she wanted she did want to get back into wrestling. She wanted to make an appearance for you know I think it was either Tokyo Joshi or Stardom. And, One of the two, and yeah. they they declined her request. Yeah, because no, you're our, you're ours, you're our ambassador, you're underneath our contract. If we do that, it goes against the terms. And but on top of that, I think it's also because WWE has uh. Ooh, a bit of bad history of trying to buy promotions in Japan and every single one shutting them down. Exactly. I mean, they, they don't play well with many others. There's very rarely there was yeah. even when they have played well with those, there's very rare occasions where that company's doing OK, <laughs> you know, what afterwards. But uh, yeah, um, Kyrie's free agent is the word on the street, the rumor and that she 
I, I wouldn't doubt she's right back in stardom. Exactly, because God, I would love to see her work in stardom again. I mean, it's the Joshi style, but still, it's damn good matches. And, and she, she and she was so good in WWE. Even did she she you know fixed her style, and she was just good. Her elbow drop, people consider it one of the most beautiful elbow drops. In I mean, general, she was great. I loved her stories with Shayna, the whole um, no the, one. Uh, tournament they had that where she ended up winning and beating Shayna like it was just great main roster run she's tag champion never won the big title on the main roster but exactly and back to that elbow drop it really is probably one of the most beautiful elbow drops I've seen and it's unique to her because of how she can torque her body that I hard fear for her hip when she's older <laughs> that's the only thing I worry about because she like they all fall on their hip and elbow drops but the way she does it is like yeah, nothing when, but when she, when she does it Compared to like, say, like Macho Man Randy Savage, Savage would land like on on his hip, but it was like a part of it. It wasn't fully. It's was like legs as well. Yeah, her it's straight down on the hip joint, <laughs> and, and I'm just like, ow, you you good? <laughs> if, you're, if you're gonna do that, put some. You have to put like a little bit of of body fat on to protect yourself from doing something like that because that's a wrestling ring. That's it wood. Is. Steel an inch of padding, like, and yeah, then like canvas. two, three inches of padding, not even. And it's just like you're still gonna feel that. <laughs> so I want to quickly go over SmackDown. There's not a whole lot I think to talk about from this past week SmackDown, but the big thing is Brock is over as a babyface, like very over. He had a starting segment at the show with Sammy, where Sammy was in a wheelchair selling his beatdown for Roman and Brock the week prior when he fought for the title and got screwed. Essentially, I mean, he's a whole conspiracy there, but. Sammy and him, oh my god! I, I, Brock as a babyface on the mic is actually good. It, um, that's a, that's the thing. People really don't remember how good Brock was as a babyface when he was on the mic, or just a babyface in general. Everyone just thinks of Brock in 2012 when he came back. They don't really think about him when he was babyface in the early 2000s. He used to have hilarious segments with Kurt Angle back in the Exa- day. Exactly. Like after the so WrestleMania, it was, I think it was when he had the concussion. They just kept him in segments backstage with Angle, and they were comedy segments. And yeah, like, basically they became friends after they beat each other's ass. Exactly. I mean, granted, he could pl- he played the heel up pretty damn well back then too. From you know taking care of Zach Gowan to him wearing the sombrero, mocking Eddie Guerrero, yes, to all these other things. But him doing babyface stuff was amazing. was amazing. I love it. But so. What one funny thing I have to bring up too about this opening segment on SmackDown was Paul Heyman was there, of course. He came out before Brock did and he was talking to Sammy. And um then Brock came out and then Paul basically just sat there as Sammy and Brock like were talking to each other and Brock wanted to take Sammy hunting and and then blah blah blah. He's like being like all friendly with him and all this shit. And he's like, come on, we'll take you hunting. Come on, and trying to get Sammy to go with him. And then Paul was like, What do you this isn't Brock? Like this he's like like, this isn't the Brock from 2000 and whatever or whatever he said and he's like the Brock three years ago would beat his ass this is the Brock would get mad that he just said that to you and then he's like he's like I feel like I just took ate all these edibles and they're just kicking in like that line <laughs> cracked me that I popped hard for that because uh, you know if you know me but uh, yeah <laughs> um it was a great segment man it, it, it's, it's it, crazy it to see Brock as this baby face but the I hate this that Smackdown obviously they got stripped of a lot of main guys that were making the show good yeah. but I also feel like booking wise the show has dropped off since the draft um honestly it, another very forgettable Smackdown this past week it really is and I know the draft is there because they have so many superstars but at this point they really don't have enough people for this draft anymore because everyone they cut 
So it's more like maybe it's time to make it one roster again. Did it help out a lot? I mean, but, yeah, it could at this point, but I mean, you got all these this, fucking titles. Unifications, unification matches, but at the and same people time, people will enjoy that. But it's like, yeah. but at the then, same time, there's a problem though. They they really can't do it because. And let's look at that main event this. on SmackDown. It was RK Bro. I mean, I know why it was changed. It was initially supposed to be Hardy and Mac, but yeah. Like but, an understandable last minute scramble, but you also have all these other tag teams on your roster that you have Los Lotharios. You have, I don't know, I think they're on yeah. SmackDown, but in general, there's tag teams that you're not really using. And yeah, and, and another, another a problem with them go if they wanted to go back to like you know one top you know roster instead of two separate ones. The main problem is they got to convince you know their TV partners. They got to convince Fox. They got to. Vince NBC Universal because this is what they wanted. They wanted the separate dress. This wasn't on Vince this time. Vince wasn't really thinking about doing well, it. Well, and it was needed at the hand. time back in what 2016 because of how it big was. and stacked their roster was. They were bloated. They had a bloated roster so they could do it. Now it's like you really don't need it. Yeah. So, and, but yeah, I just I don't know. It's. I, I think one thing that could fix it if they keep it this way is splitting the pay-per-views again. Yeah. I think that helped tremendously, even back, because they did it twice, back in the first yeah. original brand split, then they did it again in 2016-17, where brand-specific pay-per-views. Like, and I exactly. thought that was great, because was you had a, you had so much time to build it all up, and, and I think a lot of people look back at 2016, 2015, 2017 pretty fondly because of stuff like that. Yeah, it, it really does help, building out story, but with how WWE is as of late, it they don't really prioritize that. I mean, at least like, I don't know. There's sometimes I feel they do, and other times they just, just don't. Yeah, like it's, Raw. It's, like last night's Raw, I in general enjoyed it. The matches, at least, um, I enjoyed the back and forth with Becky and Liv. Um, yeah, we well, well, the thing with WWE is you're supposed to you know trust the process, as they say. Because everything, will, you'll find out why stuff happened, everything. It's hard to when you have stuff like Fiend story and there's, oh, or, wait, just wait, you know, oh, Alexa, or, there's going to build up to it and then it gets released. Or uh, re most recently, Finn Balor when he was a demon. Why the top turnbuckle break? And then he just gets drafted. And then Tegan and, and Shotzi, that they and three successful, he, they beat the champions, women tag champs three times and then they got split up in the draft and then Knox got released. Yep. So it's hard to believe that it is sometimes. Yeah. But like Raw has been, in my opinion, better. A lot of people made fun of the show. There was a tweet that went viral about Raw last night because literally after every match, there was someone getting attacked or there was someone every segment. There was some it ended with someone getting attacked. Finn Balor got attacked by Theory again when his tag team match with Priest. Uh, Becky to the Shadow Live. Um, like there's literally like I couldn't I'd have to look for the tweet, but every segment had people getting attacked. And then a thing that really was like, I guess they it probably felt like a full turn for Bobby, but I guess Bobby's face again. I mean, they had him be the underdog and have to work his way into that match at day one. Um, matches were fine. I, I actually yeah. enjoyed how, how KO tried to cause a DQ for Seth to win. I found that comical because KO, like Seth was like, no, I don't want to listen to you. So KO came out and did it anyways. And Seth was like, you're a fucking genius. Like, he realized what he just did. He just beat me up and now I won. And they were all happy. And then, of course, Sonya and Adam were like, nope, can't yep. do it like that. And so it made sense. But like, I don't know. I was like, man, so when did Bobby become the face here? I don't know, but speaking on Kevin, uh, I do want to give him props for taking that bump off the apron to the floor. He actually he's, tweeted out that that's like yeah. one of his top three worst bumps he's ever taken. And I've seen. He says he doesn't know why, but it killed him. 
I, I can understand because that looked like it really 100% knocked the wind out of him. Yeah, I don't and know if it I, just, I don't I know. Seen, it looked like he landed fine. I don't know why that hurt him as bad as it did. Probably because he jarred something loose. It happens. Yeah, he tweeted out that, that fucking hurt. <laughs> yeah, um, I seen one of those other bumps that he took back in the day. Even he shared it. I seen that bump before, and it's from Ring of Honor. Um, he was wrestling Nigel McGinnis. He, Nigel had him on the barricade, he, like standing up, and he's holding on to him like this, and he deadly drivers him into the side of the ring, right into the apron, spine first, and he Ew, drops nice. on his head. It was their spot. It's what they wanted to do, <laughs> and, Kev- and idea, Kevin though. and Kevin afterwards was like. That was a mistake. <laughs> Ow. Oh, oh, yeah. But uh, in general, Raw has been the better show. I know ratings say otherwise. SmackDown was just so good for so long that it's just holding up. And it's on Fox, obviously. It's a national it's a network TV. Um, but in general, I just totally feel like Raw has been had the better wrestling matches and a little bit better the storyline since since the draft. But yeah. overall, um, WWE and- is just inconsistent. Yeah. Um, as uh, Game Bunny here has said in my chat, they fired two-thirds of the women recently, too. I think they need one women's title for two shows at this point. Unless they're planning on bringing up more women like Raquel. I feel like Raquel might be coming up soon. Anything's possible. It yeah, but I, they need to get rid of the main roster t- women's tag titles. I mean, I feel like even the NXT ones, and now they're being used now more on, on Toxic Attract, but before 2.0. Yeah, both women like I was just both titles for like afterthoughts like the EO and Zoe had the most forgettable tag reign for those NXT women tag championships. Um, I don't know. It's just as always the inconsistency um, yeah. of the show. But uh, one thing let's talk about that I enjoy and is a little bit more consistent and a lot more AEW. So last week's episode, I know that's something you watched. <laughs> oh, yeah. I so, watched that in Rampage. They were in Long Island, which is the town of MJF. That's where he was from. Yeah. And we start uh, with his theme song, but it's not MJF. It's CM Punk. And Long Island literally turned into Bizarro World. It that felt, it, you know, do you remember after WrestleMania and JBL used to say, it's, it's that one night of the year where the fans chew, uh, cheer everyone they hate and boo everyone they love. That's what it felt like. <laughs> Literally. Punk was it, getting, and it felt like not even nuclear heat. It just felt like, like, just like, fuck you heat. Like, get away. It's like, we don't want to hear this. I don't know we, if that makes sense, but. They're basically, they're like, get away from us. We know who we like. Like, we love our hometown hero, even though he's a piece of trash. And I'm like, so you guys are saying you're pieces of trash. I loved stuff. it, though, okay. too. I loved it. I thought it was great. And, of course, it led right into the Dynamite Battle Royal, where mjf was trying to retain his diamond ring yep um but and, and what happened i honestly his entrance was phenomenal first and foremost yeah, it was uh, I, fu- actually... I don't remember the car but he was like in the nicest fucking car you could ever expect him to be in and i, I... also uh shout out to mjf's mom for the creating sign one, creating one of the best signs i've ever seen last time he was an <laughs> asshole and it's like him when he was like five <laughs> last or time wasn't, wasn't wasn't i'm sorry yes oh my god it was, it was so great. good 
I like oh. when he will he'll quote tweet those like photos and he'll be like "fuck you, mom" or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> shit because, like that. Because they get in on it. I'm like, this is how you do it with your family. This is perfect. <laughs> uh, but I, to be honest, I didn't catch the whole because I swear, always the start of the shows when I'm streaming, I'm usually chatting away with Chat and Rick G, and so I didn't catch everything yeah. Punk said. But I just remember him getting but, but his ass food. It came down to Punk basically basically mocking MGF to the point of like. Ask in the city, like, why are you cheering this guy? Right. He's probably one of the worst people. I mean, he even talked about how badly he would put down Britt Baker, like how he has been. And he's like, that's your guy. And I understood where Punk was coming from, but it's Long Island. That's how people are there. And I'm just like, they're not gonna they're not gonna cheer you, dude. <laughs> But Long Island is, is a bizarre world. Just like it Toronto was, Canada. it was great to see the the heat on CM Punk through from Long Island. It, it was. It I was. like. I love that we went right into the Diamond Battle Royal just because then it was straight back to MGF getting cheered. So the contrast yeah. was great to see immediately. What was interesting about this is Jay Lethal got eliminated very early, and I, there was a loud audible boo when that happened in the arena. Yeah, I was not surprised because he got hit by brass knuckles by Matt Hardy, and it knocked yeah. him out. And all I could think was is, okay, he just got here. So, yeah, that's what's going to happen. So are we it, getting Matt Hardy, Jay Lethal, you think? It's a possibility. I would love to see it. I will, I really would, just as long as uh, it doesn't go, like, six months. Because I don't think it needs to go that long if they do, do that route. And I know a lot of people were on Twitter were sitting there going, eh, he got eliminated. I'm fine with that. He's, a, he's, a, he's this. He's that. I'm just like, you don't know the man. You don't know the situation. Shut up. <laughs> Um, what was also interesting is they've made a match for winners coming based out of this battle royal. Not not yes. the not the two winners, uh, the two who made it to the end. But Wardlow eliminated Matt Seidel, and they made that a one on one match tomorrow on Winners Coming. And a lot of people are like, "That's a very kind of fills out of the nowhere." We understand why it got added, but it didn't feel like there was yeah. a whole lot of context during the battle royal to give us it this match. It, it does feel like it's out of the blue on this. But I one. have a theory for it. So I feel with the diamond ring being online tomorrow night with MJF, obviously Wardlow is his, one of his guys, part of the pinnacle guy that's been protecting him since the start of AW when he turned on Cody and everything. Um, I feel that that match will happen before we get our diamond ring match. Well, most definitely. Something's going to happen in that match. That's going to make Wardlow even more pissed at MJF. I feel I could be 100 percent wrong, and I, it's gonna it's gonna because look think of it this way because the guy who let's go back to battle royal guy who ended up winning with or advancing was Dante Martin he turned on Team Taz yep. throughout Ricky Starks so now Dante has to worry about the pinnacle and Team Taz in this match but what if someone like Wardlow helps him because he's pissed at MJF for maybe costing him the match earlier in the night and it, I, don't, I, I I truly I'm don't not, think MJF's retaining this ring again I, I don't think he is either and I honestly do see punk actually playing a part in this one there's so many factors that could be involved here team taz team pinnacle taz, punk pinnacle, wardlow punk. if something so happens. much there is so much because they've been teasing it wardlow's showed a lot of like i want to fuck you up but i'm gonna help you because you keep paying me i love that cheddar yeah so it's a lot can go down so yep but that's i really feel like that if that match goes first before the diamond ring match something's gonna lead to wardlow helping dante or helping punk and dante i don't know We'll see. That's the only thing I can think of why this match got scheduled. I don't understand yeah. why as otherwise. Other than the showcase uh, Warlow, that's about it. But at this point, he doesn't need to be showcased. 
Yeah, we got. I've been waiting for Wardlow to turn on MJF for months. They've been teasing it for quite a minute now, a couple months, four or five months. It feels like it's a lot They've of been things teasing happened. it longer than that. It longer. feels like almost a year. It's been a while. But, uh, but after that, yeah. So oh, Martin and Martin and uh, MJF. So you agree that you got Martin winning as well I, tomorrow? Dante Martin definitely. He's been on fire. Like since his brother got injured, he's been featured in matches against the Bucks and the Elite. And, and Leo Rush. And speaking of his brother, he did say, "Keep an eye on us. We are definitely gonna be making something special here when when he's back in, you know, working as a wrestler when he's off. Yeah, when he's healed up. He believes that they are definitely gonna change the business. What was funny about this too, the end of he's... the battle royal was when, uh, so of course Team Taz beat him down, or Ricky was, yeah. and uh, MJF was playing the hill, debating to go and save him." And he he kept going up the ramp and stopping and looking back like fuck, and then finally he ran down the ring, only to help beat down Dante Martin. And so him and Ricky Starks teamed up. So that's why I was like, damn. So now he has he has Team Taz probably going to back him in this match. Like, yeah. he helped Ricky beat him down until Punk came out and you know. And Punk still has heat with Team Taz too. So, so yeah, there's a lot of factors in this match. That's what I love about AEW. We get all these tie-ins. And, and the reason I say that because. Taz actually retweeted a uh, little video of someone creating his kid hook in Fire Pro Wrestling World and having a beat the living crap out of Punk. And oh he's retweeted God. it. And he's like, I love well, this. It's punk is the one who tweeted out send hook. So, I mean, he started the send hook. Yep. So, oh, yeah, man. there's still heat there between Punk and, uh, and Team Taz. Uh, so we got a uh, we had an eight man tag after that. It wasn't bad at all. It was the acclaimed and 2.0 versus uh, Jurassic Express and can, um, can we talk about the that Varsity rap? Blondes? Can we talk? It wasn't about that good. Rap? It wasn't good. <laughs> it wasn't good. I did pop for the last line. I was like, oh, yeah, everything fuck. else felt very tamed, and I probably understand why, especially with how he people didn't like what he said in the past about one of them, but. I don't know. I was like, that was, he's had better ones since then. Like, come on, what was that? He has, he really has. But that last line, I was just like, oh, that was a shot across the bow. And I love it. (laughs) Game Bunny says, I think Team Taz is going to try to get Dante. They get in Wardlow's face. Wardlow fights them off. MGF gets distracted by Wardlow. Dante rolls MGF for the win. That's possible. Very possible. Uh, AW does not shy away from roll ups. So, (laughs) no, they don't. Um, but that eight man tag was a fun match. Um, uh, 2.0, man. I love 2.0. Jeff Parker is so fucking good. I, and I just love how they always call him blockhead and he just rolls. <laughs> but it was it, a fun, it was a fun it match. It works. It works. It suits him. Cause even Jer- Jericho's not wrong. He look, you look at him and he looks like he has a square head. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah. And then I forget what was Eddie Kingston on commentary during this match. Cause Eddie, Eddie... was not. He was actually backstage. He ran yeah, because yeah. So Kingston, because I'm reading here, and it said Kingston took the cameraman backstage. I just don't remember what prompted him to do that. But so Kingston took the cameraman backstage with him, and then that's where he started getting attacked by 2.0 and yeah. Daniel Garcia. He went, he went and then Ortiz there. tried to help him. Didn't really. Yeah. I don't know yeah, where he, Santana was, but Santana. Uh, I don't think he was actually there that night. I think ironic since they're in New York too. Yeah, I think he was actually spending time at home with the family. But uh, yeah, so that's I mean, we're just continuing this Daniel yep. Garcia 2.0 feud with and, uh, Kingston. And, and think about this: you had Eddie and Ortiz there teaming up. So Santana's back with them. It's that was the new version of LAX and Impact. Little side so, comment here: don't make fun of the New York Islanders. Hey, after that Dynamite episode, they won a game in the stadium. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> I think Punk got him. 
pumped. And Becky, because Becky made a comment the week before. <laughs> yeah. About the Islanders. <laughs> yeah. I think I think wrestling uh, got those guys pumped to actually win a game finally. But uh, uh, yeah, I, I really because I think wasn't uh, they were uh, the new uh, LAX right with Eddie and uh, Santana yep. and Ortiz back in the day. So I would love to see that get kind of reignited as a new as a, obviously yeah. they wouldn't be able to use that name again. But I mean, granted, it's probably going to happen. Jericho is still out there on his uh, tour. Granted, he is recovering from whatever. Yeah, he illness. got released. He was. He, they said they just observed him overnight, and he and then they let yeah. him go. So he, they just don't want it's him fine. to sing right now. So apparently, yeah, they're doing like fan singing shows. It's weird. <laughs> I think that's actually kind of cool. That's actually very different. Yeah, but, it's. But, I, I give him props for coming up with something so he can sing. Since he can sing. Yeah, but since Jericho's gonna be in his tour, what better way to actually get you know the inner circle kind of involved with this than have Santana and Ortiz work with Eddie? So we had another great tag team match on this Dynamite too. After this, it was the Young Bucks versus Chaos, and we had a big return. Yep. Um, Rocky would... Romero and Kentucky Gentleman Chucky. I don't know why I says Kentucky Gentleman. I thought he was just Chucky T, but whatever. So <laughs> uh, before we, it get was a great the, match. Before, it was, and I I, I want to call out a spot because people get pissed at it because they think it's so stupid and are just getting pissy about it. It's the spot where. Adam Cole will have someone in the camel clutch and the Bucks would kiss Adam Cole in the cheeks. I love that. Spot. I love it because it pisses people off. They're the heels. Of they're heels. That's what they're supposed to do. I think they're about to do a big move and then they don't. Exactly. They're taking away your enjoyment because that's the heel job. They want to make you hate them. Yeah, but Duh. the Bucks get the win in a great <laughs> match. I loved because they teased the Melter Driver at one point and they didn't get it and then they finally got it. But it was such a oh, great yeah. match. Rocky sold his ass off. Like, I don't see a whole lot of Rocky because I don't keep up with New Japan as much. But my God, Rocky is, is super good. Rocky, uh, he actually was another one of the people that took the mantle of the Black Tiger. And I think he was Black Tiger 4 because I remember Silver King was three i believe yeah i think that's what it was but and, in the uh, end so yeah, at the fucking, end they, they are getting beat down orange cassidy tries to help they all get beat down by the bucks and adam cole and then out of nowhere you Wheeler get, utah tries to make the save he gets yep. beat down again because everyone's already down they pick up orange cassidy it looks like he's gonna get you know the yeah, Panama sunrise. sunrise but he gets kicked in the balls instead and Three, then three-way bte trigger but then we hear best friends theme again and i immediately knew same here Trent. and i popped hard because i was like trent's back because Trent no was back everyone else is in the ring except for statlander yep and i was looking at him like oh my god he's back finally and then and then it's sue, sue with the van I again love i'm like every time it's like the third time that she's dropped him off but <laughs> but i had i was laughing for one reason when trent came back what's that he looked like an off-the-shelf knockoff of John Moxley. Yeah, that's all I heard in my chat was that looks, he looked like Moxley. One thing I liked that was said to him on Twitter was like, you might need to change your Twitter handle because you're bald now. And he was like, son of a bitch. Like, stuff like that. <laughs> uh, something stupid. He had like a dumb reply. But it was great to see him. And, the, and they took out uh, the Bucks and Adam Cole. And they yep. did the hug. And they even brought Sue in and did the hug again. And, and it was great to at pursue to see that reaction because that's that his are, real that life mom if you guys yeah, didn't know that that's, that really not, that's not an actress that's his real mother to see her, her see that reaction that his son got but, yeah because last time she was there was still during pandemic so there yeah. was not there was just that, the, this is the sprat the the spread it out crowd and the, yeah. the and i can't the imagine actress. how i can't imagine how 
happy at how proud she must have felt. Yeah, he's from Long Island as well. Correct. So it was it was great to see. Big moment. Um, and then it led to a rampage match too. Eventually, uh, for that was on Friday. Um, but we also had an interesting moment with. Uh, Sammy Guevara was on the stage for an interview, but then was immediately interrupted by Cody Rhodes. Yeah, that actually surprised me. Like Cody came out of nowhere to challenge, you know, and he and he didn't say like I'm challenging you. He was like Tony Khan set your matchup for the Rampage Christmas edition, and it's against me. Yeah, you know, two weeks to get ready, <laughs> or a week to get ready, or whatever it is. Which, um, in, in all honesty, I have no problem with it because the last time that Cody and you know, Sammy actually wrestled, you know, the first double or nothing. No, not the first one. I think it was the uh, second pay-per-view. Yeah, second pay-per-view. Uh, they killed it. They had a fantastic match. And... Yeah, but a lot of people were like, dang, really? like a lot of people were pointing, oh, UEP Cody giving himself a title match. That's what it's kind of coming out on. So I, and I'm not a Cody fan by any means. I'm not really not, but I'm a fan of Cody's storytelling. That's about it. That. That's yeah. just that's about it because he's a, he's a good storyteller. He really. We is. also had after that Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky in the rafters saying Dan Lambert will be coming back soon, and that as Scorpio is in the top five, yet he's not getting a title shot, and Ethan should be getting a title shot. So yep. that could be leading to them getting because I, I don't think Sammy's going to lose to Cody. I don't think we're going to see Cody get it become a three time TNT champion. No, Cody is basically at this point looking to elevate Sammy to. That, that next level get him ready for that main event status yep so but ethan page becoming tnt champion i wouldn't mind seeing that or scorpio I, yeah either one so this match might have been match of the night here jamie hater versus Riho. what the fuck <laughs> <laughs> so dynamite has just been the last few weeks and rampage with women matches i've been like I, and i've been very vocal about how I didn't like a lot of matches in the TBS tournament, how some of them were sloppy. But but the last couple matches that they've had on Rampage for, with women and Dynamite have been killer. If I have to say it, watching J Jamie Hayter wrestle, the best thing I can compare her to is, you know, because she's a bigger woman, she wrestles like she's a hoss fight. That's yeah. what she does. She and sold her ass off for Riho, too. Yeah. I mean, that crucifix bomb from the from the turnbuckles oh jesus i actually thought well i mean Riho got the win but i thought many times jamie was gonna like just yeah. murder her ass like <laughs> she made it believable didn't she do like a backbreaker off the like middle rope with her like on her knee or something something where Riho looked like she just snapped in half and i was like yeah. oh my god yeah it was probably and, mad tonight it was so fucking it good. was and as somebody who would hang out in pulse's channel and we both people be like Hey, let's watch some Joe C wrestling. And you see some of Riho's early stuff before AEW. Seeing how how much punishment that woman could take. Yeah, it was insane. Oh my god. Every single moment of that match. Even Rick, my cousin Rick, who hangs out with me during it, who's not he's a big AEW fan now, but he wasn't into wrestling like five months ago, you know, six months ago. And he's he's really big AEW fan, but he loved that match. And he's usually I notice he tunes out a lot during women's matches, but that one he was pretty into. Yeah. It, it was something special, and I'm, I'm going to say this now to any a young and upcoming talent out there in women's wrestling, whether they be here in the States or in Canada or anywhere, really. I think you could actually use that match for studying. I think that would make for really good studying when it comes to storytelling, selling, checking facial expressions, footing, everything. Yep. 
Yeah, and right here we have a comment from Barlow saying Rio landing directly on our head from the Brain Buster. How did I forget the Brain Buster? Oh my god. <laughs> Jamie is so good, she needs to be on her own. And I mean, they're already teasing that she's not even there to be better. She's just kind of using Brett at this point. And it, it, you, I kind of notice every time they do the DMD, she looks like, oh. like okay. Yeah, she even she's looking at it. You could see that the seeds of distaste for Brit are planted. Oh yeah, definitely. It's something that's bad's gonna happen to Brit at some point, and then Rebels can be like, What are you doing? and then get something too. So there was a, an announcement from Taz after this match that was set up for Rampage that made everyone, they, not everyone but made a lot of people of AW, a lot of made, the majority. It made me happy because I was sitting there going, Finally, they sent him. They they sent, finally, they they sent, sent hook. hook. And he had a match with Fuego that they announced. We'll talk about that here after the main event that we're gonna talk about for da- Dynamite. So Hook against Fuego, that happened on Rampage. But before that, we had Brian Danielson against his last Dark Order member in his hometown, John Silver. Which It was, it was good. It was, it, to be I, honest, it was hard to follow that Jamie Hayter Rio match. It was. And when and, you're Brian Danielson, that's kind of crazy. Yeah. And it, they only had like so much time for television. And they only have till 10 o'clock. It's sometimes they get the okay to go over, but mostly it's only till, you know, 10 o'clock. Yeah, it wasn't they, the longest main event at all. No. It felt rather short compared to the last other matches. But had. John and Brian, they they busted their asses for that one. Oh, they it was really a fun did. match. It wasn't bad, but like I just said, I think it was just hard for me to get into after that match before it. <laughs> to be fair, I I did get a little bit worried for Brian in the match because of that one German suplex that John was able to hit on him. Because Brian literally landed on the back of his head and neck, and uh, all I he could tends think was, to do that every now and again. <laughs> yeah. But not that hard. Not that hard. John can whip you hard. Oh, yeah. And I, I think me and that. him are the same high. I'm 5'5". Five, five. I think Silver is the same height as me. And the fact that he could do that like to like a 5'10", Brian is nuts. Or five, however tall he is. I don't know for sure. Yeah, but Brian's like 5'9", five, 5'10", five, somewhere. But uh, it was a fun match. And Danny Cena obviously get the win. Uh, once again, four straight in a row in Dark Order's Dark Order members' hometowns. And then he grabbed the mic and he was like, oh, I'm going to kick his head in even more. And out comes Hangman, of course, to the save and the crowd will lose their shit. And yeah. started throwing fists at Danielson and he's Danielson I, ran and then got the mic next week. I'm going to throw cowboy shit at you. <laughs> he's going to kick the cowboy shit out I'll of him. I'll kick the cowboy shit at you. Thank you. I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> but uh, yeah, but uh, I've been loving the build up to Hangman versus uh. Versus uh, Brian, because it's, it feels like it's going to be something really good. And, and it's happening go. tomorrow night on yeah. Winter is Coming, which we're going to talk about here for a little bit now. Oh, actually, before we go into that, Hook and Fuego. Before that, I just want to say this. I am a little bit down, disappointed with the whole entire buildup, though, because I'm, I'm sitting there going, okay, can Brian wrestle, you know, 10? I want to see him wrestle Press and Vance. Right. Why, why we didn't get that one or Stu is a little weird. It's it is what it is. Yeah, well, I felt like they didn't have as much time for the extra matches yeah. unless they would have did them on Rampage, but they didn't. Yeah, um, and at, the, at the same time, I, a lot of people were sitting there going, "Oh, he's got to face hate. He's got to face Anna J. He has to face Anna J." <laughs> <laughs> which I thought was hilarious. But I think was, she antagonized it on Twitter, which is why people she, even wanted it more. She did, and then she antagonized it on being the elite, which I was sitting there going, "Yes, <laughs> make it happen." So Hook and Fuego, my first impression. Obviously, I was hyped just because it was Hook. And 
I had already seen like because it was taped obviously after Dynamite, so I had saw his entrance like uploaded fan view before it even happened, and I already knew he was using Action Bronson. I don't, I didn't never listen to Action Bronson prior to this, but when I saw it live and just the crowd was already hyped because it was from the Dynamite taping and they had just got announced like literally twenty minutes before the match happened, uh, or thirty minutes, whatever it was, and that crowd was hyped, so it made me even more hyped, even though I was already hyped. That hook was finally wrestling, and he did not, in my opinion, didn't disappoint the entrance. He- he some people were like oh he went to the ring too fast and he and he just sat in the corner acting like he was scared like no hook's attitude is he doesn't give a fuck exactly he went out there he walked down to the ring as fast as he could because he didn't care he went and turned his back on fuego which is the way i looked at it he literally did and a lot of i don't know how many people realized it but he was basically wrestling how his dad wrestled i mean i think everyone who well, really wanted to see it, knew that they saw. Yeah, I, mean, I it was saw all the suplexes. I mean, he uses uh-huh. judo because he, he is judo. He's actually a judoku, judoka. So, yep. And to see basically what is essentially the second coming of Taz, it's going to be fun. I Just personally watching... wouldn't say that, but it is. He has a lot of potential. I I think he's going to be because Taz is training him and teaching him how to do certain suplexes no, by the looks of it. Obviously, but I'm just saying. I'm not going to go that far just yet. <laughs> but he brought out the Katahai Jame, the Taz mission, now renamed Red, Red Rum. Rum, which so, for anybody who doesn't know, that's a murder spell pack. I'm actually I'm actually fine with that because I feel like when you use your whoever, dad, you know, furniture, it's usually parent dad, like Charlotte using, but she made it in her own, which yeah. turned out cool in the end. But like. That's what you need to do. You don't need to just keep using what your parent did. Like Curtis Axel tried. He, he did like a perfect plex mix with something. I don't remember exactly what it was. But uh, I like that more than them just tributing to that. Like the suplexes, because it wasn't the finish. Sure, that made way more sense because he was doing the exact yeah. same suplexes. But yeah. to end with a Taz mission and to be called Red Room. And I love that Taz since he knows this and he was calling out all the judoka moves, like the throws and shit. Yeah, exactly. He was calling them not by wrestling names. He was calling them yeah. by their actual ju- judo names. And I love how he came up with his own... Uh his own suplex area that he called the El Camino. I was like, okay, that's unique. That's but different. I think he has a lot of potential. I had people ask me, is he going to be a champion? I don't know. I don't just, well, we had one match. I looked at it from how he was doing and everything. All I could think was they might have a fifth pillar. Might. Exactly. Like it's definitely, I mean, to be honest, I think he would be the second set of pillars, like with like possibly Garcia, Moriarty, you know, people like that. Cause I feel like, because they, they these are people who are just coming up now in AEW, so yeah. I feel like that's like a new set of pillars. Like after Guevara and them, like hit that whatever they're not exactly pillars or in that main event or whatever. That's the next line. Like Garcia, Moriarty, mm-hmm. fucking Hook. You know, you could put so many people in there. Yeah, it's gonna be pretty damn good to see where everything is going. Uh, I, I want Hook to be successful. I don't want to see him, you know, have his career shortened like his dad. Yeah, because that was unfortunate. I mean, it can happen um, to anyone, really, at this point. It, it can, but at the same time, it, it, I think at that point, at least for Taz, it wasn't—he wasn't ready for the move. They, he knew what was the move was going to be. He was just wasn't in the right spot for it because they said it was below uh, either Eddie or Dean's uh, thighs for that pile driver. Yeah, but but still, I wish him a long career. I want to see Hook be successful and. Uh, Sorry, boss. I thought you did a good job, but you still got your butt kicked by a kid. <laughs> Fuego sold his ass off. I loved it. Um, yeah, but I agree with the real Garant. I don't know if I said your name right, but it's just one match. You need to see more. 100%. Yeah. 
Exactly. But I know a lot of people out there who are watching the match. Or the best way I can describe it is uh, looking at that picture of DDP who recently got married. Yeah. And Pace, someone took him, took that picture of him, you know, presenting the ring and made it. Uh, it the internet wrestling community is Diamond Dallas Page holding the ring and his wife was Hook. <laughs> that That's is, funny. yeah, it's the most accurate thing I could basically say. So winner is coming as tomorrow. It's AEW Dynamite. That's their... It's a special episode of Dynamite. We got, I think as of right now, I haven't checked since earlier, but we have four matches announced. We already talked about Seidel, Wardlow. Who do you have winning that one tomorrow? Wardlow. I, I still see it being Wardlow. I'm still going to go with Wardlow's going to get screwed out of that match somehow, if it's before the MGF match. If he gets screwed, I don't think it's going to be MGF causing it. I think it might be Sean Spears, because he, he's because he's been going with him to the ring a lot lately. <sighs> I think so. I, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see, though. But that's that's my prediction. So, and then let's go to MGF versus Dante Martin. You already said earlier, you said Dante, right? Yep. So that one's probably going to be the super dusty finish match, if anything. <laughs> we got a lot of factors playing in place. CM Punk, uh, Pinnacle, Team Taz. Yeah. A lot, lot of factors in that match. A match that, it's a rematch, so a lot of people might say, oh, you talked, because I personally always say, oh, raw rematch, but we got a rematch of Deeb and Sheeta, but I'm excited for it. That one is going to be a fight. Yes. I'm calling that now. That one is going to be a fight. I'm looking forward to it. And uh, they're going to bring it. They're going to bring their all for that. I mean, this is their third match in a matter of a month or so, month yeah. and a half. Um, and I'm excited for it, though. It's the, the It hasn't been shoved down our throats. No. In the same really, way a lot really of matches hasn't. do in WWE do. And I don't know if people noticed it, but when they wrestled the second time, they were starting to counter a lot of their stuff. And yeah. now they're going to their third match. I hate I, I, this is just me being the old school wrestling fan. This is feeling King's Road style to me. So it's going to be it's interesting. It's been great. Their matches have been great. Yeah. I loved when D basically turned heel and stopped her from getting that 50th win and then even attacked her with the trophy that they were going to give her that she would have won. And then yep. Sheeta cost her the TBS title tournament. Or I'm sorry, D cost Sheeta the TBS title tournament match. Um, after Sheeta got a win before that, like in their second match. So it's 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 cool. I like it. I've been enjoying it. This match is going to be great. Oh, it's going to be fantastic. And then Hangman Danielson. Yes. Which, God. I'll be shocked if Danielson wins. Like, and Same wins, here. Like if he wins via, I, no way he wins via DQ either, I think. But like if he were to win that way, like I just don't think he's getting the title. I don't think he's getting the title. But at the same time, if he does, kind of feels like it'd be the right thing to do because Hangman's story and his character, it feels like he would be the right guy for like, okay, I won the belt. I don't know how long I have this, but I'm going to do my best to defend it. And then he just, it, it feels know. like that's something. I, I don't think it's good bit. for Hangman. I, just, I don't think it's good, but at the same time, it feels like it fits the story, what he's trying to tell. I don't see it happening. <laughs> and it thinks, hey, it's wrestling. We know how this business is. Uh, uh, before... I hope it doesn't happen. I really don't. I really do hope it doesn't happen. Though. I don't. I yeah, Sam. I hope I hope Hangman retains, but that's my prediction too, is that he retains. I don't know how, but he will. Um, before we get to, so if you guys don't know, you could ask us a question here. I actually got it figured out this time, and you will be able to hear the questions this time on the stream and the video and the audio playback on uh, Spotify and Apple Music and everything. Uh, if we got a few people in the Discord right now listening in. If you guys want to ask us a question live, we'll probably take three, four, or five questions. I'm not sure yet. And uh, but join the Discord. It's under my Discord under the Stage Discovery. I'm dropping the link in my chat. If I can send it to 
send it to Sin if he wants to put it on his chat because he's we're also streaming on his stream. Uh, just join the stage discovery and we're gonna take questions here unless you want to talk about something else first Sin. there's anything that we didn't talk about yet yeah i can bring up a uh, pwg quickly here uh we i'd be getting more and more announcements for the uh battle of los angeles and who's all going to be participating we have more announcements for who's competing as stated before the first entrant was jonah rock we now have i want to say six entrants now yeah because the yeah yep, six the second entrant into the Battle of Los Angeles is Alex Shelley. Kevin Blackwood is their third for Bola. Uh, Leo Rush is your fourth. Black Taurus from uh, AAA is the fifth. And the crazy man himself that helps out 2.0, Daniel Garcia, is your sixth. Yes. So whatever happens next for the seventh through the 16th, announcement is going to be very interesting expect some more vets i want to say at least two three maybe four but uh, I, I think it's doubtful at this point but i'm really hopeful like adam cole or someone like that for me to be gets added i believe adam cole will be added but the shocker to me i think they're gonna and i don't think they're gonna announce it but i think they're gonna give it as a surprise but i think danielson may show up at bola i, I, I wouldn't doubt it will. i wouldn't doubt it the sucks is that they don't stream that shit, so we'd have to <laughs> we, we have to wait till they release it on the high spots. And we gotta wait, it. either release it on the high spots, or we're gonna sit there listen to so bad videos. Yeah, or or look <laughs> look through Twitter and SoCal uncensored, basically give us all the information, or Meltzer, whoever. All right, so for the people we have in the stage discovery. If you would like to ask us a question that's about anything we talked about, I'm going to just ask, please know, like, what was your favorite this or that just for right now? Um, just let's get uh, questions about other stuff we talked about or stuff maybe we didn't talk about so far. Oops, I didn't do the audio thing. Son of a gun. Share share system audio. There we go. That's he, what I wanted. And I'm going to hide it. So now you might hear an echo sound of yourself. I'm sorry. That's fine. Um, but if you want to ask a question, raise your hand. I don't think anyone has yet. Nope. But raise your hand in the stage discovery, or you just ask us questions in the chat, and we'll bring them up and ask them, answer them there as well. But if you want to do it while you're here in the Discord, we got we got seven people, so raise your hand. If not, no problem. Just ask us in chat. Because we covered basically the majority of the top news, I believe, That unless there's something we've missed that came out now. <laughs> Oh, one thing I do want to say is UFC uh, pay-per-view this weekend was freaking great. You missed that. You missed out on a lot of stuff. Yeah, my mind was focused on Ring of Honor, so uh, I didn't get a chance to watch it. All right, here we go. We got not ETG. What's up, man? Hello? Yo, what's your question, my friend? My question is, do you honestly, do you see Johnny and um, Kyle O'Reilly going to AEW? Or do you see Johnny sticking to the indies and Kyle sticking to the indies? I appreciate the question. I, it's hard to tell sometimes. There's so much, there's so many promotions out there. I mean, we're still in the back end of this pandemic. Things might be getting worse again here before they get better. We don't know. I mean, this is holiday season, but I don't know. I, I truly feel Johnny is not going to be anywhere for a while. Like he could show up. You never know. He could end up like, oh, shoot, Johnny Gargano's in Bola. I don't know. But I don't think that we're going to see him, especially with Candace due in February or the, towards the end of January. As Kyle, well, on the other hand, I do think we'll see him probably in AEW. It's just so many. 
Yeah. I mean, he threw Kyle, up the UE sign on his last night. Like Kyle is someone that likes to continuously work. He doesn't like sitting still waiting for something to get done. So I think he'll be out there working in AEW or the Indies sooner or later. And as far as Gargano is concerned, and this is just me speculating, uh, if he didn't waste so much money on, you know, like collectibles, like, you know, Marvel action figures, Ninja Turtles, or spending it on Disneyland as much as he has, um, I think he should be fine money-wise because, you know, he has a kid on the way. Yeah. And he's probably been saving up for that. So I think he'd be waiting a little bit. It's it's possible he could get picked up, though. Yeah, and I I think he could go to AEW too. I just don't think it's happening anytime soon. And again, well, there's just so much out there. There's there's the indie scene like we're talking about Bola, which is from PWG, and and you never know. Maybe he he goes to Impact. A lot of people were saying on Twitter like, oh, I think he'd fit well on Impact. You think he could fit well anywhere? Yeah, really John, Johnny is a five tool player. He could fit in any position you put him in. He's, so he's like Shawn Michaels. Now, when it comes exactly. to where I'd, I'd want to see him, I really don't have preferences to where people would go. I mean, I think in the end, as long as they're happy, I'm happy. Was there matches I'd like to see with him in AEW? Sure. There's also matches I'd like to see with him in Impact or or with people who just got released from ROH. Yeah, there's and, even matches I would love to see Johnny work in Japan. It just depends yeah. on who wants to bring him in. And so on I'd the be price. happy wherever he goes. I don't know where he's going to go, especially because I think he has the more questions. But I do see... I would be more surprised if O'Reilly didn't go to AEW. Exactly. Um, we have a question in the chat that I saw. It says, I have a quick question. How do you feel that Adam Sherbron show might appear in ROH instead of Impact? Well, ROH, we don't know. There's, nothing's guaranteed at this point. ROH, that was their final show. And to me, I think people are focusing on the wrong thing, that he showed up in ROH. I think they need to be focusing on that he's starting it. He's in a faction with EC3. I, I think, think that's the biggest thing. I think it's a bit of both because... It is amazing that Braun has actually showed up in any place right now. It's not the first place he showed up at recently, though. No. He, he showed did. up at another, a couple other events prior to this, and he oh, did yeah. the Control Your Narrative. So I knew that he was like he was going to be going elsewhere, especially when he did the Control Your Narrative with him earlier but this year. But it, It's surprising that he showed up at all for like another promotion that actually had television. I'm not surprised, but I knew he would eventually. I didn't think it happened like this soon, at least, because we just don't know like how well. I thought it took our... longer than I expected. <laughs> I think it didn't. I honestly thought it was much faster than I thought it would be. Someone who literally was in a WWE title match and then a month later got fired, I thought would be on TV a lot faster than that. Yeah, depends. Well, when he put that price out, kind of hard to say. He denies it. I don't know. He might have, though, but <laughs> I... uh I, I wasn't too shocked that he showed up in ROH. I was like more like, oh shit, they're starting a faction with Control Your Narrative. That was what I was more like, oh shit. <laughs> CYN. Because it's gonna because it's not just gonna be because ROH is taking a break till April is what Yeah, what we know. Till Super Card of Honor. Um Well, there's still a lot of skepticism about it, but I, I wasn't too surprised that he showed up in ROH. Um I'm not the biggest Braun fan either though, so <laughs> It was like, oh, damn. Okay, it makes sense. He's with EC3, but it's always oh, it's a faction. Oh, shit. Okay, that's interesting. Because I like factions, so I'm uh, I'm not the biggest fan of the control your narrative shit, but I don't know. It was it was cool. I was more happy to see FTR and Deanna than anything. Yeah. Um, so, but it was cool. Uh, it, was in, it was not bad. Uh, Stick Gargano in the X Division. It's not it's a bad idea. I wouldn't hate it either. Him against Trey Miguel. Chris Bay. Josh Alexander. Yeah. Oof. TJP. I don't know if TJP is still with Impact right now, but. I think he is. I'm just not sure. 
My question is, why does Brian have a title shot in that punk? Because he won the tournament. They yep. had a tournament that Brian, it was supposed to be Mox, but Moxley uh, checked himself into rehab for uh, alcohol. He was having some substance issues with alcohol, and he decided to get help, thankfully, and, and yep. it took him out of the match. So they replaced him with Miro, and Brian and, defeated uh, Miro at, uh, at full gear. And now and Miro the title match. And now Miro is feuding with God. And it's fucking amazing. The promos are so good. But yeah, so if it wasn't but, uh, for Brian winning the title, the tournament, that's why. Punk wasn't in the tournament. Punk, I think, is what? Number two ranked? I don't know what he's ranked. Is he not, not ranked? I'm not sure. He's undefeated, check. so he should be up there. I gotta check them. Um, Deanna is such a great hill. Deanna is, is, is very she good. Is. I love, I have a, I have an Age of Virtue. You know, it sucks. I got the, like, I ordered the Age of Virtue was a champ, uh, shirt while she was still Impact Champ. It didn't get here till after she lost it. I was like, ah, but she's still the, the AAA champ. But I was like, go on. <laughs> I think that's how, usually how it works. They make shirts and they only get shit sent out when they uh, lose something. It was my fault for ordering eight shirts at a time, though. So it delayed the process. <laughs> so how it, dare, it took like, it took like a dare, month. And it came in a big ass box. And I was like, I've never had one hour teas delivered in a box. <laughs> how dare you order so much from them? They are so over overworked. <laughs> hey, man. You know what's funny though? I, 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 <laughs> uh, if anyone in the Discord has any questions that are still in here, just raise your hand. We're also taking chat questions right now. Uh, also, don't think Punk wants to deal with having a title. I, who knows? I, I, I couldn't couldn't we speak can, on that. Yeah, we we can't really say. Punk hasn't said anything about him wanting to take a title shot. Or... I would assume he wouldn't really want to clog that right now because of all the talent. But who knows? Yeah. I'm just an assumption. He, I think, at least right now, he wants to. You know, just help the younger talent out to get them yeah. ready. That's his main goal, and I don't blame him. He's done so much for wrestling. If he wants to give up, wants to give back, let him give back. What do you guys enjoy more, AEW or WWE? I actually feel like the podcast kind of explained that. If you noticed, we went more into detail on ROH and Dynamite and AEW than we did on Raw and SmackDown. Yeah, um, for me personally, as much as I love AEW and ROH, guys, I am mostly a uh, Japan wrestling fan. I it's my forte. I love Noah. I love all Japan. I love New Japan. I love Dragon Gate. Yeah, it, that's really my, where my stuff is. So and that's so uh, the reason I like the first time I met Sen was via Sledge, and we were in Sledge's Discord talking to him, and he like introduced us live on his stream, and that's how I met Sen. And immediately, like I in my head, I was like, me and him just have this type of like we were just having great conversations on that stream. I was like, that'd be great. I know this means this guy could just go on and on in podcasts. And it, it reminded me of the chemistry of Mike Semper Vivi and Brian Alvarez. Mike's not really, he watches because he does the podcast with Brian. So he watches Raw and SmackDown and the stuff he doesn't want to watch. But he has that where he's, he's a big Joshi guy. He's a big into the indies. He's big into, new, into Japanese wrestling. And I was like, that's like this, almost, that could be the same chemistry. And that, and I told Sin months ago that I wanted to do this type of podcast. And it didn't but we were so lazy to start it. <laughs> I was busy and lazy. Yes. <laughs> yeah. The busy part was smoking. <laughs> no, the busy part was just doing nothing but live reaction streams on Twitch until I got partner. <laughs> That was my goal. So my goal forever was I'm not doing anything else until I hit partner because I knew what was working. And yeah, then once finally everything, you know, and then I finally kind of got tired of reacting to everything over and over, especially the stuff that I wasn't into much anymore. Uh, gave me the opportunity to bring a lot of stuff that I wanted to do. <laughs> which, which, as much as I want to see you to continue to react, I would love to have you react to some of 
old wrestling matches from the 90s from Japan. We talked about that, I believe, before. I don't remember if that was last week or just in the past, but I think that's, that's something it. that I might, I could maybe do on like a, something like a, a Patreon or Fanhouse yeah. app. And, so, and I hey, I, I can join you for those because you can ask me like, what's the story? What's going on here? So on and so forth. Spiro is your thing as well. Yeah, I've I've only got I really got into like New Japan just because of stuff like Bullet Club. That's what really drew me in over there was AJ when he took over for Fergal. Yep. That's and, when I was like, fuck, AJ is killing it outside of Impact. Holy shit! Like TNA, yep. like damn. And for me, it was like I was introduced to Japan because of a uh, Ring of Honor and their partnership with Noah in the er- in the mid two thousands. That's where my love of Japanese wrestling began. Yeah, so I need to, and he's trying to show me things here and there. It's just it's hard to to it's hard to watch everything. <laughs> That's the best way to explain it. It's hard. Yep. It's hard to see it all. So much going on, but uh, I think we're gonna go ahead and uh, wind it down here. I mean, I don't really have too much left to uh, talk about for this week besides getting ready for Winners Coming SmackDown on Friday. We got Impact on Thursday. No pay per views. I mean, we have GCW, I believe, this weekend. I think um, so. I'm probably gonna be watching. I think we that have with, the Cardonas uh... versus Bussy, which I love. That that's gonna happen. Yeah, I think I'll be gonna be watching that with uh Big Willie or some. I might. Oh hell yeah, sure. hell yeah. I'm not. I'll be hosting you guys then if you're streaming it. So because I'm not gonna be live this weekend. Oh um, no, we won't be streaming it on. Ah, like that. You poop faces. Hey, Willie's gotten two strikes already, so he doesn't want to. Oh, did he? Mm-hmm. For showing stuff or what? For not even really showing anything. Because I know he shows like Piero and stuff. Yeah, all if certain companies like New Japan, you sh- he shows like stuff that's on youtube but it's also on new japan world bam strike. yeah i was i've done i did the same thing on uh well new japan is the only thing that really copy strikes me on tiktok which is crazy they copy almost every promotion has hit willie with a uh with a hit on twitter on twitch and he's like getting a little sick and tired of it yeah it's hard to, it's hard with fair use man like a lot of the time they it, really just consider fair use like a three second clip it's in it's japan's to... yeah japan's laws are more sugar than they are here yeah, so yeah, that sucks. But guys, uh Sin, where where can everyone find you uh besides this podcast? Um, you guys can find me over on my own Twitch channel at twitch.tv forward slash sin underscore fritz and at sin with a Y instead of an I. And uh you can also find me on Twitter. I'm trying to point to your name and I can't point the right way. <laughs> yeah. You can find me on Twitter at Sin Fritz no underscore for that. And lastly, I do have a Patreon as well set up. You can uh, join my Patreon for as low as a one dollar a month. You can find that on my channel in the About section. Doesn't you don't have a Twitter, do you? Or I mean, uh, Instagram. I mean, not yet. Okay. I remember <laughs> I, I tried. I, need, I tried I to tag phone. you in something on there last week, and I couldn't find you. I was like, I guess he doesn't have one. <laughs> I need to get a cell phone first. That's, that's correct. That's... He, he's 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 like Brock Lesnar, chat. Look at that flip phone. It's sexy. It's actually a nice looking flip phone, to be honest. <laughs> It's solid. It could be a good weapon. Hey, it gets text messages and calls. That's all you need, man. <laughs> Plus, fuck Twitter, because that could be a cesspool sometimes. <laughs> I thought that was 24-7 with that place. Hey, I'm not on that side of it, so I'm not into Twitter as much as I am TikTok and stuff. So <laughs> I try to avoid the place. Uh, I just post when I need to, or if I feel like I, I need to comment on something, or you know how it is. Share a thought, but I don't do it as much as a lot of people do. But guys, if you want to look for me, you can do the same for me here on my Twitch. If you're watching on Twitch and you're new here, hit that follow button, twitch.tv slash Hilljosh. I'm also on Instagram at it's Hilljosh, I-T-S, Hilljosh. Same on Twitter. And I'm on YouTube, Hilljosh. This is where this is going to go. I think believe Sin's going to upload this to his YouTube as well. Yep. Um, 
And uh, so you could go watch your choose your choose your poison. If you want to watch it on his, go for it. You want to watch it on mine, go for it. Yep. And uh, I wouldn't go anywhere, guys, if you're on my channel, because I'm going to re go live. And uh, we got a charity stream that's going to start here on my end again. For and today. I'm going to be hosting him for it. And I'm going to go live a little later, though, but I'm going to be hosting him while I'm uh, uploading this podcast to everywhere. Yep. We're going to be playing some wrestling games today on my end as well. So I hope you guys stick around for that. Help me raise some money for a charity. Definitely go to his charity pot, uh, stream that's about to restart. He's redo it immediately after we go. Probably right. Are you going to eat or something? Oh, I'm already good for eating. So there I'm you good. go. So he's gonna go live immediately after here in a few minutes. Yep. But guys, yeah. So make sure you go follow us in there. Make sure you follow him everywhere. Like he said, follow me everywhere. Join the Discord I have. Join his Discord. He has a Discord. Um, all the links for our stuff will be down below. If you're listening on YouTube and Apple Music, Spotify, you should be able to copy and paste in the description our links. And I uh, appreciate everyone listening. Catch you guys next time. Peace, guys.